0: Chapter 4, in Philippians chapter 4, what we'll be reading here, we will see Paul talking about the offering. He will talk about in this letter, in the end of this letter, how the offering from the Philippians, how the offering was a relief for his life and his ministry. And how the example of the Philippians was an impact on his life and in other churches. The Philippians, or the, the, church, in, in Philippi, the in church in Philippi, it was an example for the other churches. And Paul used this example to show other people, other church, about how the Lord used a small church to provide for his work. But let's pray, and we will continue. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your word, Lord. And this morning I'm praying, Lord, use my mouth. You know what you put in my heart, Lord, and I want to be clear and I want to share your word, Lord. Thank you for Harvard Baptist Church for their love to us and their love to the ministry. In Jesus Christ we pray, Amen. So in Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, if you have your Bible there, we will read the Bible. The Bible said, Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So Paul finished this letter talking about this, about the offering, about the provision. And when you put in action your faith, you will see the, how God provides. To his work. And Paul talked to them and say, thank you for what you are giving. Thank you because your giving is projecting the gospel and extending the kingdom of God. And this morning I want to share with you four things about what is giving. The first thing is giving is cooperation. In the verse. 14, the chapter 4, verse 14 and 15, Paul said, Notwithstanding, ye have well done that ye did communicate with my affliction. Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. And Paul said giving its cooperation. Giving is in association. When you give to the Lord, you are part of the God's work. And you can be part of a mission or you can be part of your local church. The work of God is done with the feet of those who go, the knees of those who pray, and the hands of those who give. It's cooperation. And Paul said, ye have well done. You did well. Paul said, you did well. You did something good. You make something best, the excellent. When you give to the Lord, you are doing something well, Paul said. And Paul declared that he was completely pleased with the offering. And it was important and valuable and a beautiful noble action. Remember in Mark chapter 14, verse 6, when Mary she poured perfume on Jesus. Remember that verse? We can read the verse. Mark 14, verse 6. And Jesus said, Let her alone, why travel ye her? She has wrought a good work on me. She makes something noble. When we give to the Lord, we do something noble. And Paul say that. Again in the verse 14. Notwithstanding. Ye have well done. That ye did communicate. With my afflictions. Communicate means. To become a partaker. Together with others. To have a fellowship with others. Or, or partnership. And Paul say You did well. Because you are partnership in the ministry. You are partnered. We have fellowship in the ministry. And you communicate in my afflictions. And that means trouble, tribulations, oppression. Paul said, in the bad times, Philippians, you were there. In the good times, you were there. You are part of my ministry. For that reason, giving is cooperation. In verse 15, Philippians chapter 4, verse 15 now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communic- communicated with me as concerning giving or receiving, but ye only. Paul said, "You you had been part of my ministry from the beginning. From the beginning. When the Philippian church was." In its beginnings, not only found in those early days, only they had shared with Paul, and Paul said that you are part of my ministry because the Philippians take a chance with Paul. The Philippians had taken a chance on Paul not only because it was the beginning of his ministry, but because they didn't know him that well. Remember, he he go to Philippi, he preached the gospel. He spent a couple months there, and after that, he left Macedonia, and they start to support him. They take a chance. They could take a chance. I remember when we saw the ministry in Argentina, I had a picture to show you. Uh, when I was handsome and young, uh, we were three young uh, uh, men. Uh, that's my youngest brother, Nico. That's me, and that's my really good friend and Pastor David. We, we're serving together. It was in 2008, and we were praying a lot about we need to do something uh, for the Lord, and the Lord put something in our heart, start a ministry that plant churches, prepare leaders, and provide help to other churches. So we start to planning this and praying and planning, and we make a project. We make a folder with all these Uh, goals, and and, and the vision, and the mission, and we present this uh, project to our local church, and they look at the project, they say, well, we don't have phones to support this, and we say, we don't need phones, the Lord will support this, we need just your blessing, and they say, well, it's good, it's really good, but you're three young men, I don't think so this will work. So we took the project, and we decided to visit another state in Argentina, a church plant ministry there. We had this meeting with the pastor and the leaders, and we present the project. And they look at the project, and they say, well, guys, it's nice, but I don't think so. this will work. So we took the project, and we say, okay, we have one more uh, chance so let's go to Buenos Aires from Salta to Buenos Aires is one day trip so we take a, a bus one day to Buenos Aires and we had this interview with this church there and we talk with the elders and, and pastors and and they see the, the project they say really nice but I don't think so this this don't have it's good idea but I don't think that it will work So we take very sad the project and we say, okay, we have two options now. Or we throw this in the garbage, or we just do it. You know what? That day we say, we can do it. And we start the ministry. And in the past time, people, they start to take chance with us. People start to believe in, in what the Lord will put in our heart. And they start to support the ministry. And you see all this, like the video. And it's not because Lucio or Amanda or our team is the best team in the whole world. It's because it was the Lord plan. And the Lord started to provide people to support the church. And one day we came here, uh, like four years ago. And we met the pastor. I don't know if they say this, but the pastor was the first thing, the first person to say we, we will not support the gallows but it was the first person to show his love to us and, and you know what you take a chance with us because we never visit uh, before Harvey Baptist and we came one day and we shared the ministry we say we need support we need you uh, come with us to Argentina and Harvey Baptist Church take a chance with us and you know what brothers You are our Philippians for us. You are the Philippians for us. Just from the beginning, you are supporting our ministry, praying for us, and sending your gift to us. In chapter 1, in Philippians chapter 1, verse 5, Paul, the Apostle Paul, said to the Philippians the same thing. The Bible says, For you fellowship in the gospel. From the first day until now. You are from the first day. And that word fellowship means association, communion, sharing, participation, partnership. It's a term that conveys a sense of community, solidarity, and shared responsibility between individuals. The Philippians had understood that God's work required financial support. From the beginning, they were with Apostle Paul. Church need to be part of missions. Church need to be part of missions. William Carey, missionary, said this: "I will be, I will venture to go, but remember that you must hold the ropes. One day in eternity, we will we will witness what God did with the widow." offering and one day you will be witness brother what the Lord is doing uh, with your offering maybe in the eternity you will be there walking around somebody told me if the if the hell it's on fire the hell the the heaven is like Connecticut I said why because it's the opposite <laughs> hopefully no hopefully it's like Argentina. <laughs> but when you, you will walk in the heaven, brother, and maybe somebody, somebody will come and, and say, thank you for your offering. Thank you for supporting Argentina. Thank you for sending your love, and, and we can have part of the gospel. So giving is cooperation. When we give, we are part of what the Lord is doing. But the second thing is giving is a commitment. Given is a commitment. Paul said, uh, Given is a covenant with God and His work. It's an agreement. In Philippians chapter uh, 4, verse 15 and 16, the Bible says, Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. For even... In Thessalonica, ye send once and again unto my necessity. Paul said, Giving is a commitment. You start to send your gift when I was when I left Macedonia, but when I was in Thessalonica, you never stopped. Ye sent the Philippian, had adopted Paul into the care once again, means several times. Frequency, constancy. They made a promise, and they kept it. They made a promise to support the Apostle Paul, and they kept it. You send, once again, my, uh, for my necessity, is refers to certain tasks that will be assigned for necessary work. The offering maximize the life and ministry of missionaries. Because give, it's a commitment. But how many times do we promise God something and don't keep it? Maybe we pray, Lord, if you give me this job, if you give me this better job with a better pay, I will give a a big portion of my salary to the church. Or if I can sell this property or this this car or these things, I will give you this. But let me tell you this, brother: if we are not giving now with what we have, it will be harder to give later. Are we giving? I know the church had a project. No, this is a project, and and the pastor and and. Our brother Tina was talking about this. Church, Harvard Baptist Church need to raise just, uh, just $100,000. It's not a lot. For the Lord is nothing. But giving is a commitment. And we need to take this commitment and say, Lord, I want to be part of that. Paul said, you send your gift once and again, and you never stop because it was a commitment. As a missionary and pastor, many times I heard about if you are a pastor, if you are a missionary, you don't need to give to the church because you are giving your time, you are giving your strength. But let me tell you this, brother, if you are a missionary, you need to be the first in support his work. You need to be the first in support missionaries. If you are serving the Lord as a pastor, or, or you are serving the Lord, you need to be the first in give. Because it's a commitment. It's like an insurance salesman who doesn't have the insurance he sells. You can imagine, you know? You tell the people to give, but you are not giving. And Paul said, give is a commitment. It's a lifestyle. A few days ago, somebody knocked the door. We are now in in. Canterbury, Connecticut. I was practicing that word. Canterbury, Canterbury, Connecticut. And we are in a mission house there. And a couple of days ago, somebody knocked the door. It was a lady, and she said, "I had an offering in an envelope from another lady. It's a widow. She is in a in a wheelchair. She it was snowing, so for that reason, she she don't come to see us. But she sent this envelope, and in this envelope. That this person gave us, uh, it was an offering from this widow. This widow who set aside a dollar a week for missions. She set aside one dollar a week for missions. And she sent us that envelope. And, and let me tell you this, brother it's not about the amount, it's about the heart. That's impact on heart. One dollar a week. For many of us, it's less than a coffee, no, that less than a coffee. But for the Lord, it's a lot because He can use that things, small things, that like the widows offering to make great things. In verse 19, in chapter four, Paul's the the Bible said, "But my God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ." Jesus, God will supply for the needs of his work. The will of God will never lead you where the grace of God cannot keep you. I remember uh, one day I was having a lot of trials in the ministry. Not only financial trials, personal trials, and I was praying a lot and I was crying and I was upset, I was frustrated, I was with all this mix in my heart, and I took the decision to leave Salta. I said, "I can't do this." So I grabbed all my stuff, I put I prepare my, my luggage, and I drove to one uh, 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 like a bus station. and I to call a friend. I call this friend and say, "Hey, I'm living, I'm, I'm leaving. I don't want to be more in Salta. I can't do it. And he told me this word. The will of God will never leave you where the grace of God cannot keep you. And you know what happened? I said, yeah, you're right. I returned. Giving is a commitment. Giving it's cooperation. But the third thing is giving is convenient. Verse 17, chapter 4. Verse 17, not because I desire gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. Paul said, brother, when you give, you increase your heavenly account. When you give, you are investing in the heavens. And he said uh, here, desire means seek after, wish for. And give means a present, the offering. Fruit, harvest, gain. Abound means increasing. An account means a record. He said, when you give, you are increasing your heavenly account. Because giving is convenient. Remember in Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 to 20. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 to 20, the Bible say, Lay not upon you for yourself treasure upon earth, where moth and roe doth corrupt, and where teeth... I was practicing this word too, teeth. Amanda told me, no, 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 it's not teeth. It's teeth. Break through and steal, but lay up for yourself treasure in heaven... Where neither moth nor wrath doth corrupt, and where teeth do not break through nor steal. Make treasure in heaven. Verse 33 But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be a debt unto you, giving its convenient. When you are giving, you are investing in your heavenly account. I don't know if you check your balance in your heavenly account, but we need to increase our account. In Second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 4, Paul is talking about the offering. And he say, pray in us with much entreaty that we will receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship Of the mystery to the saint, praying us with much entreaty. Paul said they were begging to give uh, the offering to us. They begged to give because they understood it's a privilege to give. Giving is convenient because giving is increasing our heavenly account. But the fourth thing, giving is. Worship. The verse 18, chapter 4, verse 18, the Bible says, But I have all and abound. I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of our sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-placing to God. Paul say, I received the offering. I am full. I had everything. Thank you. And you know what? Your giving—it's an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well pleasing to God. He said, "I had everything. I received everything. I, i had an abundance. I'm full." And you need to know: when we give, we are worship the Lord. When we give, we worship the Lord. Paul said, I had everything, I'm full. And your gift, it's an order of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 12 through 15, the Bible said, For the administration of this service not only supply the one of the saints, but is abundant also by many things given unto God, while by the spirit of the ministration they glorify God for your professed association unto the gospel of Christ, and for your liberal distribution unto them, and unto all men, and by their prayer for you, which long after you, for the exceeding grace of God in you, Thank be unto God for his unspeakable gift. When we give, we worship the Lord. Giving is worship. And dear brother, we are not preaching prosperity. You know that. We're preaching the gospel. We're preaching the word of God. But we understand when we put in practice our faith, when our faith, we put in action our faith, we will see the God's provision and part of that it's giving given his cooperation giving his commitment giving his convenience and giving his a worship and I had a three question for you it's giving part of my lifestyle I am participating in the life of others how I'm going to be part of mission or my local church today. This is the perfect day to put in practice this. We had, I don't know how many envelopes there. Uh, You know how many we have there, envelopes for the for the project? Maybe we need more, huh? But this is a good day to start and understand giving its cooperation, giving is a commitment Giving is convenient and giving His worship. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity to share your word, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for Harvard Baptist Church and how they show their love for us, how they take a chance with us, and we are serving together in your work, Lord. Thank you for. Pastor Shot for his faithful s- service in all these years, giving more than his strength, because he understood giving its convenient, Lord. And we want to be like that. We going to give our life to you, Lord. Not only our uh, possessions, we going to give our life to you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, again for... Be here, and I pray in Jesus' name, amen.